I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores, and this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave and the Hockey Podcast Network. But before we get to the show, Corey and I, of course, want to tell you about mybookie.ag. The Super Bowl is over, but the NHL and the NBA are still going on. You can bet on those games every day, all day on mybookie.ag. Your parlays, your teasers, your extravaganzas on mybookie.ag and we have a special code for you here on the hockey podcast network Corey, tell the sporty nation how they can get some free money thanks to mybookie yeah if you join right now mybookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to one thousand dollars that means if you deposit two thousand dollars you'll get an extra one thousand dollars in free money to play with all you have to do is use our promo code which is thp to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is THPN to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. It is the Monday after the Super Bowl, and you will all know who has won the Super Bowl. We, on the other hand, do not know yet because we are recording this basically an hour before kickoff. And um, as I'm barely alive trying to go through this without having another asthma attack, let's welcome in my amazing and wonderful co-host, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing, Richie? Hello, Corey. I'm glad you're alive and you made it to do the show today. I appreciate it because uh, a lot of people would have tapped out and they would have quit and they would have said, I just want to lay down in bed and watch the Super Bowl uh, after trying to run outside when it's almost 80 degrees outside. So thank you for uh, doing the show today when I, don't, I wouldn't have blamed you if you would have tapped out. Well, thank you for waiting an hour. Y'all, I made him wait for an hour because I was, as my boyfriend decided to call it, almost legally dead. Um, I did not think that I would get, which it's funny because I ran to from my house to my parents' house, which happened to literally only be three miles away. And the 5K that we're going to do is 3.1 miles. So I was like, oh, I'll just run to their house. Not a big deal. There's a lot of dirt in between there and they live up on a hill so like the end of it is like literally running uphill um so that part i figured would be bad after the first mile and a half though i was so overheated i thought i was going to pass out and there was like a horrible headwind and i was so mad i was bright red i am very fair and I looked like a straight up strawberry by the time I got into my parents' house and they have a ring on their doorbell. And my mom was like, we're not letting anyone in today. This is our like quiet day before the Super Bowl. And I was like, I don't care. I just need your pool. I don't need to be company. I just need the pool. <laughs> and she goes, oh my God, your face is so red. Are you okay? And I go, not really. And I just went to that pool, which was like 40 something degrees and just like put my whole bottom half of my body in there to try and cool off because I was dying. And I still am like in and out of losing my voice because it was so exhausting. And it was the maybe the stupidest thing I've ever done. And I was 
expecting I'm like oh I pushed back our podcast 15 minutes because I was like oh you know um I'll run there and I usually do like 33 to 36 on like a treadmill so I was like oh you know in about half an hour or so I should be able to get there I had to keep walking because I was so overheated. It was more like 42 or something like that. I was not expecting it at all. And then by the time I recovered and came back, it was a it was an hour until I was able to get here. So I uh, I appreciate your patience, Richie, because that was not a smart idea. And I don't think I'm going to do it again. <laughs> it's totally okay. Because uh, I thank you for coming out for my birthday on Saturday night. We went to throw axes, and it was awesome. Corey almost started a fire at one point. Oh, my God. That was, oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that even scared our, our instructor. She was not expecting that. Um, yeah, when you go from, I'd thrown axes before, so throwing it with two hands was totally fine. But I'm one of those people that, like, when it goes to one hand, I'm, sometimes my I like to pull my elbow out and have you ever thrown an axe before when you pull your elbow out it goes really wonky and when I threw it it came way too high because I did that the first time it bounced back missed the entire rubber mat hit the normal like concrete floor and the metal part skidded across the floor and uh made a few sparks luckily there was nothing near it that could catch on fire but um you know that would have been fun. In Richie's birthday honor, the whole place would have gone up in a blaze. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. It puts a whole meaning to having a lit birthday. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But it was really good. Um, Richie, I think, won the, the bingo game, uh -huh. right? Yes, I did. Yeah, they have where you do a bunch of different like trick shots and all that stuff and um, or trick throws, I guess. And um, Richie won in bingo. So he was um, when he won when you win a game, they get to you. You get to be a lumber lord. So he was lumber lord. <laughs> and we took our little family photo, which is up somewhere, I think, I think on Instagram or something. And you can go look at our little family photo we took. It was really funny. Yeah, that there was a giant lumberlord chair, and we all fit in there and took a little family photo together. It was really cute. Yeah, no, it was um, it was very fun. Uh, I'm really glad that you did because, uh, especially with the group that we had, it was really funny. Um, the the best part though was um, what was what was the saying? Oh, I want blue balls. Mm -hmm to throw <laughs> to like the two I didn't know what it blue was. dots and um and i didn't know what the saying was i was about to ask the lady what the saying was and um richie just like really strongly goes i got blue balls <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it caught me so off guard i literally couldn't breathe i was leaning forward trying to catch my breath again because i just did not expect it it was so funny because you said it was such authority too. i have yeah like, i loved it so much i mean i have a very booming voice like when i yell it's very easy like it's you know what i mean it's very loud i can get very loud so it was very oh, you... everybody in the place heard it what i said it was really funny 
you were made for radio. Your voice is very like, I don't know. If you literally could drop your voice a little bit lower, you could probably do like the whole ready to rumble thing, you know? Because it does. You have a very, uh, your voice carries really well. Yeah, it's very yeah. It's it's very apt that we're doing this after the Super Bowl because uh, my voice has been compared to Kermit's in the past, and Patrick oh, Ma- Patrick Mahomes it always gets made fun of. He gets made fun of by his teammates because his voice sounds like Kermit. Now I did a comparison between my voice and Patrick Mahomes' voice with uh, with my roommate earlier today, and uh, and and um, and that was the first time she had heard Patrick Mahomes speak, and I was trying to tell her I was like. He doesn't really sound much like Kermit either, and neither do I. So I don't get it. Uh, I'm, but does that stop the ladies from liking Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. Nope. So um, that I don't think is a valid point for people to be making fun of him. I feel like they're reaching. It's kind of like the same thing with you. I feel like they're reaching. Yeah, they are. I don't get it. I'm, I don't hear it. It's always, it's always funny when people like tweet that at me. I think it's hilarious, but whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> if people think it's funny. Because I, I love well, my, I also I love makes my me wonder, voice. It also makes me wonder with like Twitter, though, like what makes you think? Like there's plenty of times that I'm doing something. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm still having asthma issues. So if you if I turn, I'm trying to turn to um, cough. Um but uh you know there's a lot of things that i think throughout the day and that are my own personal thoughts about people about things um not do very very seldom do i actually tweet them you know like and if it's not something nice you're like hmm i just had a mean thought i'm just going to tweet that there's something wrong with you there's got to be some self control there that is one of those things that always gets to me is when someone just has like a thought and they're just like, hmm, wow, that's that's a dick thing to say. I'm going to go tweet that out. Let's put that in writing. Yeah. I don't get it. It's stupid. Twitter is a just really crappy place. <laughs> well, the internet gets to be a really crappy place at times. That's the thing that I don't get is the internet just kind of has gotten darker and darker over the years. And things and that was one of the things that was said like after the whole kobe incident is you know it gets really dark sometimes in the fact of just what people are reporting too not just what they're saying opinion wise but how people are reporting like they were reporting that all of his daughters died in that crash before they had actual evidence of who died in the crash like come on people that creates a really terrible environment and it becomes a dark place at times. So I, everyone needs to use wise judgment online. And with that, that's your Sporty Nation PSA for the day. Be nice to everybody, Sporty Nation, on, yeah. on the internet. <laughs> it's like a throwback to my corner. Yes. Back to the old Sporty days. Yes. <laughs> we, need, we need to bring that segment back. I quite like Corey's Corner. Thank you. It was. It's basically me just talking about things that people do that um, either suck or um, you know just it, usually it ends with just be nice to each other. Um, but there are some things that like irk me, 
um, one of them you brought up at the last Coyotes game, um, that we do not support people who wear random jerseys to games. Um, that has been a Corey's corner before because no, I do not support that. Why? Why wear a random jersey to a game that that's completely irrelevant in that game? I have been yelled at before for wearing a jersey for another team that I don't root for, root for, but I mean, like, I wore a Minnesota Wild jersey. I was told that I was getting disowned um, because I wore it, but my friend had an extra Wild jersey when I was in Minnesota, and the Coyotes weren't playing until Monday. Like, why would I be wearing a Coyotes jersey? Just doesn't make sense. Right, yeah, because I, I saw when I was at the game against the Kings – uh, the other day, that somebody was wearing a Bo Horvat jersey, and I, and I tweeted it out from the sporty, and I said, "This is the random jersey of the game," and that's what spurned that. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That was one of them that we had said before that we thought we would bring back up. But talking about some interesting things that have been circulating online, one of them is this current scandal that the Coyotes are in where they are being accused of illegally having physical workouts before the combine. And there's a possibility that they will be fined around $250,000 for it. Yeah. This report came out earlier this week from Darren Drager of uh, TSN and, uh, and it, yeah, it's, it accuses the Coyotes that they're being investigated for exactly what you said. And um, it says that uh, Drake reported that the Ontario Hockey League, the Western Hockey League, and Quebec Major Junior League, all of which fall under the CHL umbrella, sent emails asking teams to report any contact. And multiple teams reported contact a violation of the league rules. And again, it's up to the discretion of Gary Bettman if he's going to find the Coyotes or not. The, the uh, investigation is still ongoing. And the Coyotes issued a statement that said, we are aware of the reports and have discussed the matter with the NHL and we will have no further comment at this time. So, and this changed just recently too, which so, and it changed in, um, in 2016. 16. 2016 is when they changed the rules. So like, they don't have like the, the art, the, the argument. It's like, oh, well it just changed. We didn't know it was happening. So since this has been in the rule book for a while and apparently it gets told the team it gets, you know, told the teams every every year, they're like, hey, you can't do this. And the Coyotes still allegedly have done it. Uh, and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a team that we we know struggles financially, that could be a big a big hit to their scouting department. Oh yeah, completely. Um for those of you they're curious what the policy states um, during the pre-combine period. In effect, until the morning after the combine, there is no physical testing for prospects on the combine invite list. Psychological testing and interviews are permitted for all prospects. Post-combine period, no physical testing for prospects on the combine invite list. Physical testing is permitted for prospects not on the combine invite list. Medical examinations are permitted for all prospects, and psychological testing and interviews are permitted for all prospects. And um, as Richie said, 
it was um, reviewed by the 2016 general managers meeting in Toronto. Um, and they were, they changed some stuff around to eliminate some confusion. And, um, but basically they, they were doing this back in like 2018. So it was two years after they had made all those changes. So it, like Richie said, it wasn't anything new new it wasn't like that it was that year or anything so um it's gonna be hard i think for them to fight this but as richie pointed out two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to some people is a drop in the bucket but for a team that's always struggling financially to be fined any kind of money is going to be rough on them because they just don't have that extra money to be throwing around and it is a poor oversight on their part and really I don't think is worth it because how did they not think that they weren't going to get reported? Yeah, they tried to get away. And now I'm curious of like, if this is something that like other teams do, you know, and, and they're fine with getting with, with doing it. They're fine with the punishment kind of like the Astros or the Patriots. Like they cheat and they don't give a shit about it because they end up winning Super Bowls and World Series and then they're fine with whatever happens afterwards. Like I wonder if that's what was like if they like knowingly broke the rules here um if like they're just like whatever. Okay. We'll just take like if that happens league wide. Cuz like it just it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal to like it's not like you're um granted, I say it's considered tampering I guess in a way more so than anything else, but that happens all the time in like every sport and like and there's a little bit of a difference with the nhl as opposed to other sports and other sports it's the college pro thing which gets a little weird because of the amateur law which is stupid um so that is a little bit more tough but technically if you're in the, the chl you're essentially playing pro hockey essentially because you're essentially getting paid very very small amounts of money nonetheless and they're basically treated like shit in these these by these chl teams you're not you're not you know going to college at the same time usually for the most part you're playing hockey pretty much full time so it's like if they want to go work out for somebody like i don't understand why that's that big of a deal like so the rule is kind of dumb but um the coyotes are gonna i don't know how long it's gonna take the nhl to figure this out but um, I'm sure we'll get an answer by the time the draft rolls around at the end of the year. Well, and two, they ask the like, Drager reported that the Ontario Hockey League, the Western Hockey League, and the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, all which are under the CHL umbrella, sent emails asking teams to report any contact, and multiple teams reported. Uh, reported contact a violation of the league rules which had again like i'm gonna go back to the um if you know the rules and you know that there there's a chance that they're going to report you that they're going to just send the, the, the teams are going to send this stuff in why even take the chance it's just not worth it to me like even if other teams are doing it and it's not considered to be that big of a deal like it kind of goes back to the whole there is hockey and then there's the um 
the old guys, you know, that whole type of thing, like the, I can't, th- why can't I think of what the, the saying is right now? The, um, the old guys club. What, are, what, what am I thinking of, Richie? The What's old, the old boys club. You were close enough. Thank you. Um, I'm like losing oxygen to my brain right now, people. I'm, I'm apologizing. Um, but, uh, so there's always that underlying factor where there's rules and then there's another set of rules. I felt like we've been getting closer and closer to getting rid of those and everything is coming more to light and people are doing more rules that are what everyone knows as opposed to a second set of secret rules that they have amongst themselves. So like you said, there may be a possibility that this is a secret second set of rules that that's what they everyone does and the coyotes just happen to get caught but it's it's very unfortunate and as this team is taking kind of a downward spiral into um this this part of the season this isn't the news that they need coming out they've been doing so much this year with getting kessel and hall and doing so many great PR moves for this team that to have something like this come out does not help any of that and does not help the fact that their momentum is already slowing and now they're having to deal with a scandal on top of it all. Yeah, this is uh, definitely not what they wanted to hear at this point in the season because it's kind of like a snowball effect. Not only are they not playing well on the ice in recent memory but then this gets they get hit with this too so kind of bad news recently for the coyotes two five and three in their last 10 games they are they have lost uh two straight games in overtime they are currently in the second wild card spot in the western conference uh two points back of vegas for the third spot in the pacific five points back of vancouver who has won five straight games playing ridiculously well right now and thanks to that Chicago overtime or the shootout victory on Saturday the Chicago Blackhawks are now only three points back of the Coyotes with two games in hand they played two less games than the Coyotes so um it's uh, it's I'm glad that the Coyotes managed to get two points out of the LA and Chicago games um and we'll get to Antiranta in a moment because, my goodness, I'm still not over that save he made, the scorpion save as we like to call it. But um, it, they're, they're in a precarious situation standing-wise right now, at least. Oh, yeah, they're in definitely a rough situation. And it's hard because they are constantly being the team that is close but just not getting – there enough and you've seen that through those last two games again they're going through the same cycle of going into overtime every time they play like and that was part of their problem previously was they would play all of these games go in overtime be exhausted and be playing back to back to back to back and they just can't sustain that type of pressure And yes, every point counts, but they need to be outright winning these games and not waiting to get to what some people like to call as the skills competition at the very end of the shootout like they did with the Blackhawks. And 
that is a whole different conversation about whether you think that game should end in a shootout or not. But the Coyotes haven't been doing the greatest as of late once they get to overtime or shootouts. So get they need to really just be focusing on winning these games outright and gaining points as much as they can because as long as they are in are putting themselves in the position where they have played more games than their competitors in the Pacific, it puts them in a bad place because there's so many teams that could just play a couple games while the Coyotes are off and just completely bump them out. And there's not much they can do because it they've already lost those games or lost a point in those games. So it doesn't really allow them it's kind of an odd situation because it doesn't allow them to be the underdogs coming from behind because they will have already done it. If that makes sense, they can't look to see what they're facing because what they're facing hasn't occurred yet. Yeah. It's like I've said this before on this show on King and crash. Like they just need to stay in the hunt. If they stay in the hunt going through this bad stretch and right now they're still in a playoff spot. Like I already said, eventually they'll start putting together a win streak at some point. Like, just look at Vancouver. Like I mentioned, you go on a five-game win streak, and bam, you're at the top of the division just like that. And, you know, they're close to, you know, they they uh, at least have been close in these last couple games, right? I think they, you know, they were down two goals to Chicago, and it was looking kind of like, oh, crap, here we go again mode for a little bit. And then they came back with big goals from Brad Richardson and that dirty goal from Connor Garland. And then they had a really nice third period as well. And um, and they were at least able to show some fight. You know, they were able to show that, hey, listen, we're not going down easily. And and that was very nice for me to see. Even though they didn't get the, the W, they still got managed to get at least a point, which is good. Darcy Kemper coming back soon. I think... I, I, I again think that is going to be a big key for the Coyotes. Um, Grant, oh, is he gonna, massive. Yeah, is he going to be the lone savior? No, but it still provides a boost to get your best goaltender back like that. Um, and I imagine your defense is going to play better in front of you, et cetera, et cetera. But like the big storyline from that game against Chicago, uh, as we wrap up here momentarily, uh, was Antti Ranta. He made 42 saves on 44 shots against Chicago. That was his best performance since November, where he stopped 43 of 45 on the road in L.A. 9.55 save percentage for Ranta. And this game was much, much needed from him because you could tell, like, his mentality just was his. The, I think the mental aspect of the game was getting getting to him and where he just wasn't playing well. Uh, and it was all encapsulated in one save. And I decided to. I have the audio here from uh, the Fox Sports Arizona Twitter account. This is how Tyson Nash reacted to the Scorpion save, which I'm sure we've all seen hundreds and hundreds of times. Here is the uh, the Scorpion save as it sounded on Fox Sports Arizona on Saturday night. Looks like Cobra Bowl is here. Absolutely ridiculous. Watch the back leg. Is it the back right leg that gets this one? I I cannot believe it. Down and out, complete desperation. He lifts his leg, the skate blade. How ridiculous was that? Like, I don't know if you can chalk it up to luck or just being that good, 
I think mostly when a save happens like that, you're just damn lucky. But uh, that was insane. In the end, does it really matter? Because Ronta has been needing that type of that type of luck, basically. It doesn't really matter in what way, as long as it is a confidence boost in the fact that he has been playing so terribly as of late. Sorry to just drop it like that, but because he has been playing so terribly as of late that um, it is great just to see him doing something that's going to boost his confidence and make him feel better and to see him play in a game that was so strong. Yeah, it was it was very massive. And now I'm going to take a look at the look ahead here to the games that are coming up. Uh, let me pull it up here. Where are you? Here we go. There's the Coyote schedule. A couple home games a week, if I'm not mistaken, um, against Edmonton and Carolina. Hope, uh, Edmonton coming off the Battle of Alberta, where there was a goalie fight between Mike Smith and Cam Talbot, which was awesome. And then Carolina. Mike Smith owned. We watched that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we were watching some of the game, but then once we got to um, the axe throwing place we stopped in the middle of axe throwing to watch that fight uh that was a very good fight for mike smith yes that was that was peak mike smith uh so let's we'll see if uh it's a rematch from just part of the all-star break where the coyotes got absolutely crushed by the oilers so that's coming up on tuesday coming up on thursday the carolina hurricanes who crushed the coyotes shut them out last time they played oh and then the coyotes hit a race a crazy mad road trip where they go to boston they go to montreal they go to toronto they go to ottawa so, um, this, and I, I saw an article from Craig Morgan earlier this week too, where it was like, this schedule is insane. They have 14 games this month of February. This, we talked about how November was going to kind of make or break their season. Well, they managed to get through that. Okay. And play pretty well for the most part. The month of February now is pretty much what's going to make or break them, uh, making the playoffs, which is kind of funny because we were saying in November that you know it's so hard them having so many games and they haven't had any breaks and how once they would have breaks and be able to have practices and be able to work through these things that they'd be playing even better and we just thought that you know if they could just get through November but can we go back to November like I kind of preferred November to all this yeah exactly yeah right exactly exactly that's a good point because I mean like I said they actually Actually, mad to have it come out of November with a winning record, which is insane. And uh, right now, they are, of course, uh, 0-1 to start the month of February. But uh, if if I need to go somewhere and hand freeze a, a tarmac and a runway for them to um, get stuck on, then so be it. You know, I will make that sacrifice. If they need to be staying up till 3 a.m. to play better games, that you know what, I will find a way for them to get stuck somewhere and not be able to go to their hotel until 3 a.m. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, that, that seemed to work when they played St. on in the road on St. Louis. So yeah, that on, on the road playing the, you know, previous Stanley cup champions. And that's how you play after you've gotten stuck on the tarmac for hours. You know, like I said, uh, Richie and I will find a way to get them stuck wherever they need to be. If that means that they're going to play, if they're going to be miserable, yet they play better. I, I guess that's what we got to do. Yeah, exactly. 
I, that's a good point because they, I mean, they came off of that 10 day stretch without a game and they looked like crap against the Anaheim Ducks and they didn't, you know, they blew a lead against the LA Kings. So maybe that's what they need. They need a month like this, which is just ridiculous. So that way they can get back into that, into that uh, groove. All right. We got to makes I, you wonder though, really, really quickly, if they are overthinking it in the fact that once they were an autopilot, they did so much better than when they have time to think and analyze. Yeah, I, I wonder how much of that is the case as well. But I got to roll. I got to go to a Super Bowl party. Uh, as we, yes, he does. Because kickoff is about in half an hour as we're recording. Just so we, just for the record, so we can get it on the record in case we're right. Uh, and people listen to this after, like, holy shit, we, sh- we, they, Corey was right, Richie was right. Um, what is your Super Bowl prediction? Even though it's going to be completely old by tomorrow, but I just want to get it on record on the show, just so we can brag to each uh, other if we get it right. I'm going to choose some random numbers too. I just want to do something absolutely random. Well, first, first, let's do who who we think is going to win. Then we'll do the numbers. Okay. Who do you think is going to win? I'm gonna let you go first. Chiefs. I I think the Chiefs will win too. Um, I kind of want the Niners to win because I would. I always, whenever my team loses to someone, I'd prefer them win it all, because then it makes it makes me feel like the the sacrifice was worth it. Like, oh, we lost to the people who won the Super Bowl. Um, I would like for the Niners to win, but um, it'll probably be the Chiefs. Chiefs fans also kind of annoy me a little bit. Just just saying. Um. But I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a high scoring game, low scoring game. I'm trying to figure out what to choose. I'll give you a baseline. I picked the Chiefs to win 31 21. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Because I actually was like sitting over here, like calculating it out in my head. And I'm actually literally like writing it down, like how many points I think will be in each quarter and that thing. Um, and I was going either 31-14 or 31-21. So that's very funny that you were actually doing that because I actually have that <laughs> written here. Um, to to be different than you, why don't I? Why don't I go bigger and, and better? Why don't I go? Um, why don't I go 34 14? You know, let's just make it some randomness just for fun. Yeah, yeah, that would not be a fun Super Bowl if that was the case. Hopefully, it's a lot more high scoring than that. But anyway, that's how we'll wrap it up. Um, any last words, Corey, before we go? Um, everyone enjoy the Super Bowl, eat all your wonderful snacks, and um, don't run outside when it's 80 degrees and you're running in the sun. <laughs> words to live by words to live by oh quickly we have an announcement to make here um pretty soon pretty soon coming very very soon you'll be able to subscribe to this show on an ind- on its own individual feed so right now it's you can subscribe to the hockey podcast network as a whole and you get all 31 podcasts in your feed it can be a little bit confusing but if you just want coyotes that will be coming very soon. We will let you know when that happens. We'll send out the link so you can subscribe to subscribe to our show independently. And you can listen to the Sporty Nation much, much easier. 
You can follow the network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet on Instagram. Giveaways pretty much every week. Uh, you have the Tales of TR podcast. You got the Ice Analytics podcast. Bunch of fun stuff on the network. Uh, so go check it out, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl. Until next time, we'll talk to you on Thursday. Good night and good hockey, everybody.